and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I almost forgot my name there at the beginning. Well, oh, bad job. All right. Yeah. yeah. I know. That would have been a weird start to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Sydney Smurl, and then I thought, that's not my name anymore. I mean, it, it, it is. That's part of it. It's part of yeah. it. That's my middle name. You could say the whole thing if you wanted to. I guess I could. That feels very formal. Yeah. I'm Sydney Smurl McElroy. That's I, mean, a, I had to say that a lot when I was running for office. Hi, I'm Sydney Smurl McElroy. I'm running for the House not, of Delegates. I lost. It's just got a better cadence. <laughs> it's got more syllables. It's got a lot of syllables, though. I feel like it's a, it's a lot of sounds going on in there. It is. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I get it kind of like I would say it fast and it would get kind of garbled and then it would sound like I can't pronounce my own name. And that's not Sydney confidence. Yeah. Inspiring. It kinda sounds like, like some sort of elvish if you sp- say it too fast. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're saying exactly. <laughs> Nobody did. Well, and smurl in there like there's no I, there's no nice way of pronouncing our last name. Sorry, Dad. Smurl. No, it's true. There's no delicate smurl. way of saying it. And man, when you get when you get gifted not only dad's last name but his middle name and you've got to go from Booth to Smurl when you're giving your full name, it just like no one knows what you're saying. You said Booth? 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 What are you saying? Booth. Buffet. Booth. <laughs> like like a seat at a restaurant, like like the John Wilkes, like that it's the Booth. Now, see, I've I've offered this trade up before. I I like Booth. And I got I got Julia as my first name, which is a, is a family name. We could just do a switcheroo, Riley. Switch. Mm-hmm. You no no insult to the family. Then you take Julia, I'll take Booth. It's all good. Are you gonna be Julia Riley or Riley Julia? I mean, I can't switch my first name now. No, it's right. been you're, too long. You're Riley for good. Yeah, At twenty well, years have to, is too long. You just do what Taylor did. Just don't use it. It's, it no, could be no, your first We don't name. mention it. Yeah. Just don't use it. Julia yeah. Riley, Riley, Ju- no, I Julia. I think Riley, Riley Julia does. flows. Riley yeah. Julia flows yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. All right. But see, I well, think because Ta- Taylor Julia never worked, but Taylor Booth. Taylor Booth. That works. Yeah. That sounds fine. That works. <sighs> yeah. We'll yeah. drop the paperwork elsewhere. Yeah. The one thing Booth has gotten me is every time someone's like, oh, you're a, a girl from West Virginia, I bet your middle name's like. Anne or Grace or Elizabeth or Renee or My whatever. Name's Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. That's a Lauren? that's a common one. That's a common one. Is it? Yeah. Is that a West Virginia? I know a lot. Of, I know a lot. Well, I don't know if it's West Virginia or just like Southern. Yeah. It's southern. Um. Yeah. And I'm like, well, Aunt, you know Aunt what? Southern. I got you. I got you there. I don't. I don't have one of those names. <laughs> Although so my initials are Arby's. Oh, that's true. See, I had to give up sass. <laughs> my middle, my initials were sass, which I liked. Mom still calls me Sydney Ann when yeah. she's mad at me. Well, you don't have the Ann anymore. You also have a different middle name now. Mm-hmm. So none of us have the, yeah, you know, southern that's stereotypical true. middle name. I suppose. I still have it in my heart. Well, not <laughs> on paper, so doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a lawyer. It doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> Sorry. I don't care what's in your heart. I only care what's on the letter of the law on paper. 
Oh, your birth certificate still says Anne. Yeah, this is true. I have proof. I have legal documentation. It was there. It was once there. Um, I had sushi the other night. I w- I've been thinking about this for four and a half minutes now since we started recording this podcast because Tay, you mentioned going to a vegetarian restaurant. I also went to a vegetarian restaurant on Sunday night called Plant Planta Queen. Planta Planta Queen. Planta Queen. Planta Queen. Um, Plant a queen. Yes, but Planta is one word. Oh, okay. It's so like Planta. That's planta Queen. Planta. planta. Queen. Um, Why isn't it just Plant Queen? I don't know. It's, it's, it's Planta. Don't, don't worry about that. it, Sydney Smurl Macro. You yeah. don't get to judge names. Yeah. <laughs> just What's a planta? Is that I, a word? I don't know, but it flows better than Sydney Smell Macaroy, yeah. so don't worry about it. There you go. <laughs> but they have it's a it's a it's, they have sushi. Their their menu is very like uh, Asian cuisine influenced. Um, but the sushi, because it is a vegetarian place, is made with watermelon that they season Wait, and it's watermelon that they season and flavor and like cut up to taste. Mm. And, and when I tell you, I would have had no idea that it was not tuna. I would have oh, had I've no idea. Yeah, like I've seen, like you brine the watermelon yeah. and add all the the, the fishy flavors. Sometimes yeah. they like compress it, right? Yeah. It w- I yeah, mean, I've seen I, that on like Top Chef and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I've seen people do yeah. that to watermelon. He could have given it to me and said, this is a tuna roll. And I would have said, okay. And I would have believed you. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. It was insane. There's some it's crazy. creative. I don't there's this vegan ramen that I order a lot and it's delicious but it comes with an egg and it's definitely it is a, I know it's different enough from a real egg to know that it's vegan but it also I feel like if you didn't know you were getting a vegan egg you would not know yeah mm-hmm. like the first time I got it I'm like oh god they sent me the wrong ramen there's a there's a whole egg on there. there's a, <laughs> it looks like an egg it feels like an egg it smells like this is an egg and I was like no no it's not it's not egg but it's so close to egg it's egg with Almost one g egg. <laughs> i was yes. gonna say that's how egg. did they change the spelling because <laughs> it's, it's almost egg, egg. <laughs> it's more of a sound than a word at that point egg. well <laughs> so close though it's very impressive it's like mm, the like the vegan funny. caviar that they do with like uh, what do they do like the seaweed brine in it mm-hmm. yeah it makes you realize why do we pay so much for caviar when it, you really just want a little salty pop. That's it. Yeah. Just make a salty pop and it's it's fine. Yeah. yeah. A little bead. A little boba. Just a salty boba. Just put salt on your boba. That's caviar. Well, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I do not enjoy boba and Charlie is obsessed with boba, but she keeps getting different boba products and then not liking them. And I keep saying, honey, I just think you don't like boba. I think she you like the, the idea, idea of it. A boba, but but you're always like, can I get this boba thing? Can I get boba? Can I get boba? And we're like, fine, you can have the boba. And then she gets it and she's like, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, I know, you never like it. You never like the boba. Yeah. I, she she wants to. I, I mean, it's a, I, I like the concept of boba. I think it's a very aesthetically pleasing presentation mm-hmm. for me. And I don't want to like, if I don't want to insult anybody's preferences. It's fine if you like boba. But for me, it's like, any any drink that has the experience of maybe somebody hocked a loogie in this and I didn't know, I don't want to consume. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes certain brands of kombucha can taste that way. Boba gives me that vibe. There's like mm-hmm. a sake jelly drink that you mm-hmm. can buy that I love the can. I love sake. And I'm like, no, no, it's that. 
Mm-hmm. It's that snotty thing. As, yeah. As, as, a, as an asthmatic kid, I, I think I have like some sort of anytime. It's like, nope, it's not. Nope. I know this texture. I don't like it. It's not a consistency you want to drink is I think. Well, and I mean, I, some people do, but I feel like it's it's a more controversial consistency. There's like there's liquids that are liquids like water, like thin. And then there's I think there's the creamy category of liquids like eggnog, you know, so that like I feel like and then like milk edges into that, right? Like it's thick, thicker than water. It's not eggnog. But I, I feel like there's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your I don't like your contention that milk is thick. Milk is not thick. Milk is milk is as much of a liquid has, as water. It has body to it. It has more viscosity. Yeah. I mean, I your like nut milks milk are a little less. You're thinking of nut milks and oat milks. I'm talking about like vitamin D cow milk. <laughs> beef milk. Beef milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, big beefy milk. <laughs> I'm talking about beef milk. But I think the the consistency of like mucoid. <laughs> oh, you threw, threw it. Uh, uh. I don't know why that's a that's a popular drinking <laughs> consistency. No, let's not use all, that word on this podcast anymore. There are like a lot of like candies that do that too now, like 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 slimy candy oozy stuff that they okay, say. And I've now, never understood. Like even as a kid, I, I was like, don't like that. No, no, no. I will defend the gummies that have the juice, the gummies with the juice inside. I love those. If like little juice, like Welch's gummies thing, that like you bite and they get a little. Well, I mean, it's juice, but it's also like it's got to be thicker than juice because it's got to stay there, yeah. right? So like it is, it is thicker. It's like a jelly, but like see, liquidy. That's mucoid. I love those. <laughs> now boba on frozen yogurt, I think, is better yeah. than boba in a drink. Well, that's what like I something. like. Yeah, like I like it as like a oh, it's a little poppy, little juicy yeah. thing that I'm going to chew. When I know I'm chewing is involved, I'm down with boba. But when it's in a drink, I don't I don't want to I want to chew are a drink. Are you supposed to chew it or are you supposed to just let it slide down? Oh god, I think you're supposed to chew it. Sorry? <laughs> what? Sorry? <laughs> Have you just been swallowing boba? <laughs> oh, I don't. Did no, you teach, listen. Did you I, teach Charlie to just swallow the boba? Is well, that why, why she, she doesn't, doesn't like, like, like it? Them. I interacted choking on boba. <laughs> I interacted with boba exactly one time and said, "Nope, not for me," and have never revisited it. I, I have think had you one did boba in my mouth ever, and I, I thought, "Ooh, I think you did it wrong." Yeah, you're not. It's you don't. I mean, like, you have to taste know. it, Sid. I don't, the, the flavor's on the inside. It's got a flavor. It's yeah, not just like I mean, jelly pouch. Do you it's like? Cause this, it's like eating Orbeez. I just don't. No, thank you. I mean, there's other things like again, the like ca- caviar. There's you know, like roe. Uh, that that combination of like a gushy outside and a, a or a gushy inside and like a jelly outside is a thing you've encountered before, right? You have not just been swallowing all of them, have you? I mean, I don't. I've never had caviar. Like when you eat sushi, I mean. Well, I mean, put there, yeah, I've had the sushis that have some roe on, but I mean, like, then you're just kind of, it's all go, it all goes down together. How much of your food do you just snake eat? <laughs> <laughs> How much of your food do you just home? <laughs> I, I, I don't know this. I don't know if I want to know this about you, actually. If this is a secret, keep it. <laughs> There's just, I, I don't prefer that textural experience, it personally. It sounds like. You just don't like the texture of it because you're swallowing it whole. It needs to swallow a lot of probably more than I, I want to know about. 
Yeah. I don't want it in my mouth for very long. You gotta okay. pop it. Like like yeah. I used to get when there were man, there is an age where there were frozen yogurt places everywhere. And I think about that time of life yeah. and how much I didn't appreciate it enough every morning when I wake up. But, I miss those days too. But you could get boba on there and like you're just like you take a bite with your, your yogurt with your boba on it and you just kinda like pop it with your tongue, like a boop, like a boop. Gotta yeah, pop it. You're to absolutely supposed to pop them. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm still going to stay away. Just it's just let my them preference. Slide down your throat like a weird reptile. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just please make sure that your child knows that you're supposed to pop them. Please make I, sure Charlie pop. isn't just swallowing whole boba and she's going to have to go to the hospital. I with learned some, like, it weird from you, mom. <laughs> She's I'm just certain. got boba piled up in her in her intestines. <laughs> Your child has 18 pounds of compacted <laughs> boba in their digestive tract. I am certain stomach acid will take care of the outer shell of that boba. Not if you swallow them that quickly. You swallow them that quickly, whole, and they all just start. It's like marbles. They just start stacking up. Ugh. Ugh. We have a whole container of like little pre-made boba drinks that you can buy in our mm. fridge. Sorry, you probably just heard Justin announcing there in the background. Sorry about that. What was Justin announcing? He's trying to get the kids to come back to the living room. It's a snow day here. It's pandemonium. We don't know what we're doing. Now, now, that's now, been Sydney, the vibe on this show so far, so we're rolling with it. <laughs> Sydney, they're, I know they're on one floor of your house. Did he make an announcement from one end of the floor to the, to the other side of the floor for them to no, come back in might, the living room? They might have gone upstairs. Oh, okay. We cleaned out the playroom, so it's okay. actually playable. It's not just a disaster space. And so that they may sense. have been up in the playroom. I don't know, but it, whenever you make an announcement, it comes th- uh, through the whole house. Well, I'm going to tell Justin personally that he ruined our podcast. Ruined we, were, our show. we were doing so many great things on this podcast and having what? such great, meaningful analysis. No, no, no. We're going to roll with it. We have a special guest, Justin McElroy. We can, we can build that. <laughs> Oh my god! I just got a message. So for for her snow day, <laughs> Cooper is supposed to go on a winter walk. No. Okay, I wouldn't says, do that. Oh no, no! Then she followed it up, and she said, "But since it's so cold, they can just stand outside for a minute, and look around. Thanks. <laughs> this is great. That Kindergarten is so great." Says. They could because they're supposed to draw a picture of what they see, and so she's like, "You don't have to go on a walk. You can just stand outside for a second. I Tell mean, Cooper to just bring a blank piece of white paper to school, and that's what she saw. That's yeah, it. There you go. That's snow. all there is. It's. Oh, I mean, there, we really got quite a bit of snow here. You let your 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 teacher know that there are windows in your house. You know, yeah, go out, <laughs> just look outside. That's fine. I, it's fourteen degrees outside right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's not. No. That's not an outside temperature. That's no, an inside temperature. That forget that so we've we've gotten we, there's over four inches out there there's five or six probably now we didn't get that much but apparently dc shuts down the slightest bit of snow um and i like to think it's because all of the politicians just see it and they're like eh, i don't want to go in that's a lot but i don't want everyone to make me feel bad about not going in so no one does anything today well, and then i can't I'm, feel bad I'm sure that they had very important business of the state to attend to. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Showing naked pictures of the president's son. <laughs> yes, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene with a doctor. Uh-huh. Doing okay. That in, 
Oh, yes. And she can stay in home. congressional hearings. She, gets, she can stay she home. Can have, she can have 365 snow days, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she just, can stay home every day for the good of all of us. Get one yeah. of those snow machines and set it up outside of her residence so she thinks it's always snowing and just let her stay inside. Oops, okay. another snow day. What a wild oh. year. That global warming turned out to be fake after all. You were right. <laughs> stay inside. You can just post on x or whatever she does now truth social what where to what's where the to, truth one i think that's I truth, know, that one truth social where to, truth yeah. social i was gonna yeah yes anyways i had to i'll just stop <laughs> i'll just swallow all my thoughts bury them down deep with the boba <laughs> with the boba. the boba that's what i do my th- my thoughts about the federal government i'll just swallow them whole un- <laughs> un- unchewed down your gullet <laughs> Do you swallow gum? No, I don't chew gum. But I mean, if you were to chew gum, I have swallowed gum in my life, but I don't, I don't, at some point back when I was pregnant, I became disgusted by gum. I didn't used to be like I used to chew gum, but something happened. And now I find gum like I can't have it in my mouth. It makes me want to gag. I can't. Mm. I find gum repulsive. I I just wondered if maybe you didn't know the chewing capabilities and qualities and expectations of certain foods uh, just this is i mean um, as a doctor i feel like <laughs> you should understand chewing <laughs> you should understand that something that goes chewed in your mouth and then you chew it and then it goes down easier okay, I, I get, all right let's look you know what <laughs> you know what i don't know don't no, Listen. no, I don't feel bad about calling you out for this because that's the wildest thing I've you heard. Have, you all have all the boba so you want. I just don't want any boba. I'm not even there defending is. boba. I'm just saying that, like, there, maybe you weren't doing it right. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I don't want to interact with it, so I probably don't do it right. Well, it's okay. mucoid. I hold to the idea that it's mucoid. <laughs> so... Romy Michelle's like <laughs> uh, so, yes. minutes. Mm. Whoops, man, it's a new Anyways. record. Uh, that's okay. I don't. I don't know that we need to do. Although I do have thoughts. I don't. I don't think we have like an in-depth analysis we need to perform on this film. Because that's you what kidding? we do. I think so. <laughs> I did not know what I was what I was getting getting on board with when I started have this you, movie. Yeah. Had you seen it before, Tay? Yes, I assume I, you have. I know. I watched it like. I don't. Back when I was a child, I guess. Sure. Uh, this movie it is, came out in what did I say? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would have been ninety seven. Not quite a teenager yet. Uh, I. This is a weird movie. It's a deeply weird movie. It it is a weird. Yes, I had forgotten how weird it was. Like yeah. I had flashes of it because I'd seen it. But I watched it. Justin had never seen it. So he watched it with me. And he was saying the same thing the whole time. Like, this is so strange. This is a very strange movie. Yeah. Riley, did you have the same yes. experience? Yes. Because I I had not seen it. And I thought, like, oh, this is, like, a classic. I definitely heard of it. Like, this is a classic, like, 90s, 2000s movie. Lisa Kudrow's in it. I know her. It's going to be, like, a fun, silly rom-com of a time. Um mm-hmm. No, it's weird. It It is definitely... And I had forgotten, like... Okay, plot-wise, pretty straightforward. Just to, if you haven't seen it. Romeo and Michelle are ha- going back to their 10-year high school reunion. 
they are I mean I, it's weird because like they're both objectively like beautiful people who are like they're very happy they have lives mm -hmm. that make them very happy in LA but they're going back to Tucson uh, to and they want to look like they have more like financial success or have more impressive careers than they do and so they make up a story about how they invented post-its mm -hmm. <laughs> and put on suits and then go back to and borrow a car and yeah. go back to the reunion to impress everybody but the ruse falls apart and they almost not are no, no longer friends over it but then everything's fine in the end and they get to have a fashion store clothing store the I don't think anybody calls it a, a fashion store I don't know some people <laughs> swallow boba it's a wild world <laughs> they have a fashion store where you purchase fashion you know yeah you know like you know how humans put clothes on their bodies <laughs> mm -hmm. like that a store like that mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I I found it uh, I don't know I thought there was something about the humor that was more subversive than I remember it being yeah um, I mean I, I kind of I don't I don't want to be the gay that says everything's gay but I was surprised at how gay this movie was <laughs> it's a very gay movie. Yeah. Like it's for even if it's not like a gay storyline, it's definitely for the gays. I think we can agree with that. From oh yeah. The fashion to the way some of the characters are written, even like the jokes that Romeo and Michelle make, kind of at the beginning about like, oh no, I could yeah, like well they they live together and like oh what if we were just mm -hmm. lesbians? Like oh no, that's gross. But ask me again if we're thirty and maybe <laughs> and it's like that. They're kind of like have a happy life as two women living together. Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know like I, I was surprised to see that and not like it's it's definitely played as a joke but in a way that feels like a wink and a nod like mm -hmm. this was was it was it it was written by a woman I would believe that yeah I believe um because it feels like uh and it, I mean it, it was direct yeah it was by Robin Schiff um, based on a play she wrote. That's right. We mm. talked about this last night. Based on Ladies Room. That Lisa Kudrow um, was also in. I oh, read. I didn't know that. I didn't know I that. Yeah. That's what Wikipedia um, told me, so it must be right. It, it's interesting because it is it is written by a woman, but it was directed by a man. But I feel like there was a surprising amount of female gaze in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the things that I started thinking, like, why aren't they, like, they're both... Like, the actresses are beautiful. They have, especially for the time period, like, that 90s, like, they're blonde, they're thin. They're very much what, like, the, the zeitgeist said was attractive at that moment in American popular culture, right? Sure. Like, that was... they were, And they were very popular actresses at the time, too. And so, they're these gorgeous women, but I, somehow they're not bombshells. They're not sexualized the way that I feel like women typically... Do you know what I mean? There's something very unsexy about the way they're... And I mean unsexy in, like, the stereotypical, like... I don't know. There's just something about it that allows them to be kind of um, unattractive in a way that usually, like, only male characters are allowed to be. They're kind of awful in some ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
they're kind of annoying in some ways. They're not, they're, they're a little bit selfish. They're a little bit like navel gazy. They're not really paying attention to the world around them. They're not giving or considering other people constantly, which is what women are supposed to be doing, right? We're, I'm saying that with air quotes. We're supposed to be constantly thinking about everybody else and sacrificing of ourselves and giving to others. And they're not. You mean they're written like people and not sexy lamps? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's I love and, like the affectations, like the fact that it. Wait, now I'm. Romy is the one. Lisa Kudrow is Michelle, su- right? Romy is. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The the weird voice that she uses throughout it, like, <laughs> the kind of like weird stoner voice. Yeah. Like I love that, and it's kind of like it's kind of, it's like a bit. But, you know, we've talked about, like, in the movie Bridesmaids, like, all the gross-out humor that felt like, oh, we're going to make a girl's movie, but it could be funny, so we're going to make a bunch of fart jokes and and poop jokes. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's not, like, women are funny, but in different ways, or different things appeal. You don't have to copy the same thing. This felt like humor for women. Like, the whole, Mm -hmm. like, that opening scene with, like, Pretty Woman playing, I love that scene. Like, it's just... There's a lot of little details. It's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny, two women being allowed to be authentically funny, but also being like, uh, like characters. Like, yeah. It, it also, like, because of that, and, and again, I think we've talked about this on the show before, because it's told from a woman's voice, they can make jokes that, like, feel a little edgy and push the envelope, but it's not really that it's edgy. It's just women joking about the experience of being a woman is funny when men try to make jokes about the experience of, like, what they think women are like. That's not very funny because, like, it doesn't land. You don't know. It just sounds like your stereotype, you know, what you think. In this realm it really works and some of the jokes are really i i don't know i just found it a little edgier for the time than i remembered it being Mm -hmm. i thought it was just silly and fluffy and it's not i mean it is that but it's there's something else going on there yeah well the 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 moments that made me think oh no they're gonna make that joke didn't happen like like Mm -hmm. the whole back like that the reason that they were quote-unquote losers in high school which i think the movie makes a big point of saying they weren't like other people Mm -hmm. looked at them as not losers there's just sort of a natural pecking order in high school Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. but like lisa kudrow's character had scoliosis so she had like a back brace on and then we're supposed to believe that like romy is is oh she was chubby but it's not really played as a as a joke like they don't Mm -hmm. i don't it's just like that's just they had a good time. They were enjoying their lives. They were fine. These weren't things that made their life bad. They were just things that they were judged for by worse characters. Yes. Yeah. No, and they and they like they finally realized that in the movie. Like, why do we want to rewrite our lives? We like our lives. Yeah. And if we like our lives, who cares? Like, what? Why are we? Why are we concerned? Which is a I mean, like, that's your classic, like, high school reunion movie message. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, Janine Garofalo is hilarious in this. I mean, she's always funny, but, like, man, she makes me laugh out loud so many times in this movie. Um, <laughs> the, the whole, like, whatever the weird, the cowboy plot line, like, that, that like, I don't <laughs> understand, like, how this got in, like. Like, writers checked off on this because it doesn't really make sense, but I love it. 
<laughs> yeah. Someone snuck it in there to see if it would stick and expected someone to be like, oh, we got to get rid of that. And then it just ended up in the final cut. Of the yeah. Movie. And nobody knew why. Yeah. Well, I mean, like when uh, I mean, she's her whole thing being obsessed with Sandy. Right. Mm-hmm. And like she always loved him in high school and he followed around Michelle. And so then he shows up at the reunion and she looks at him and is like, that's what I was obsessed with. <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just hilarious. Well, and it's Alan Cummings who, like, I find incredibly attractive. Mm-hmm. I love him in everything he does and is. I love him. I I always get... I was thinking about, like, he's in this and he's in Josie and the Pussycats, which I feel like similar kind of vibes, yeah. similar time period, you know, that. like, it's, it's subversive... All- he plays the guy that's not supposed to be hot by Hollywood standards, which is wild to me because yeah. he's an incredibly attractive individual. Like the scene where they dance, whatever the three of them, Romy, Michelle, and oh Coke, yeah, like what is that? Or that interpretive dance? <laughs> that whole scene. I mean, again, like that was weird. That I, I feel like I always hate when people say this because, like, you can use this to mean anything. I feel like there are aspects of this movie that are kind of ahead of its time. Like, it's getting into a little bit of the sort of absurdist, like, you know what I mean? Like, comedy would go there next, where it was just weird. There's just weird stuff that you don't expect that mm-hmm. are sort of, like, exaggerated versions of what life is like. Mm-hmm. Like, the, uh, I think a good example of that is, like, if you look at Anchorman, when they go to, like, the fight scene. Yeah. Right. When it escalates to an all-out war. Yeah. I feel like that's where comedy was headed and this movie is kind of already talking about that a little bit earlier than a lot of movies were. Well, they they do, uh, and I didn't realize how much of a parallel it was until I was rewatching this. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that absolutely pulls a lot from this where all the gang goes to their reunion and they do like a whole choreographed dance. But then there's like a cutaway to where you realize that in their heads, this is how it looks. And they're all doing this great dance. But in reality, they're all just like drunk and like looking like idiots. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter because in their reality, they did a fantastic choreographed dance at their reunion. And, you know, that was it. They <laughs> rode off into the sunset. <laughs> but like, you know, maybe that's like whatever reality is going on in this movie. Like maybe that's not what really happened. But it doesn't matter because that's what happened for Romeo and Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, it very much like the general plot and arc of the movie, you think like, oh, they're going to end back up or one of them's going to end up with the guy that never noticed her and now sees that she's amazing. Like, I feel like if this was stereotypical, like about a woman going back to a high school reunion or women um, movie, like that would be the whole arc, right? It'd be like getting mm-hmm. back the guy that never noticed her. And now he realizes how great she always was. And he was secretly also always in love with her. Um and it would be like a final dance with the two of them that they never got to have at their prom or something. And the way that this is, that's how it ends here. Like that's the big final scene you get with this just shows like it is not following the traditional, you know, woman needs to end up with somebody to make her story complete. Well, they also kind of leave it open-ended. Like I don't, Lisa Kudrow's character, Michelle, she, I, I don't know that she's in love with him. Or even really likes him. She kind of does. But it does definitely say like when he's listing all of the things he's bought. All of how much money he has. How much financial success he has. That definitely seems to be the moment where she's like, okay. Mm -hmm. 
Like, it's very clear I'm not in it for you as much as, like, I'd like money. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they, 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 so it's, it, they got a loan from him, I'm guessing, so they could yes. open their, their fashion store. Uh, and then, you know, it ends with them just saying, like, you're, you know, basically, you're my favorite person. You're my favorite mm-hmm. person, too. And that's it. Let's fold scarves. Like, there's this weird kind of awkward moment. And then they're like, let's fold scarves. I'm like, oh, yeah. you, you are each other's person. And mm-hmm. that's what this movie is about. That yeah. you you found each other in high school, you went through your life together, and you don't need to justify your happiness to anybody. And mm-hmm. that's a great message. Yeah, it is. It and is it's a, a little message. gay. It's very gay. Well, and tell me that that uh, the one friend from the popular group who works for Vogue now. Oh yeah, and and now she's got short hair and she's wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, I was gonna say yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> this was before we were allowed to say there were lesbians in movies, but yeah, <laughs> this is the most lesbian coded character I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and then like when 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 Lisa Kudrow gives that little speech to 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 Romy, like you know, to like stop being such a baby, and she says, "Oh, this is I've never seen this side of your personality. I like it, like being assertive. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, We're flirting, yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> She's like, and I knew the recipe for glue. <laughs> God, I don't. It's okay. This was weird. So Justin and I watched the movie, and I. I really like I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered enjoying it when I was younger. I I remember like being obsessed with their clothes. Yeah. Cuz I thought it was very cool and I love and especially the accessories. Mm-hmm. I love I love accessories and I love all their earrings that are things. Oh. Yeah, the, the cherry earrings, mm-hmm. the yeah. I love when earrings are things. I always thought their <laughs> shoes were so <laughs> well, when earrings are things. Yeah, I love when earrings are things. Um, there was a made-for-TV movie that came out after this in 2005. That was like the it was sort it was supposed to be like the prequel. So it's from graduation from high school to them move like and then they move to LA and what oh. happens. It's that period of their life. I didn't need lore, but yeah. all right. <laughs> it's very, we watched, like we found some of it. It was on like ABC or something. Um, so we found like very grainy, bad video of it. Uh, and Catherine Heigl is in it as Romy. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Which is also weird because she's totally doing a Lisa Kudrow thing. So it's very, she should be Michelle, but she's not. I don't know who the other actor is who's playing Michelle, but um, anyway, they moved to it's it's fascinating. I would recommend checking it out because they move to L.A. and they don't have money and they play off the pretty woman thing by like, oh, well, I guess that's a good way to make money when we first get to L.A. So they go buy wigs like she wore a pretty woman with the plan of like, we'll we'll just we'll we'll do this to like i mean that's like the opening thing in the movie which is like All a right. big swing for an abc made for tv movie yeah they get scared and don't and don't do that but then they get like uh they hook up with um a woman that they don't realize is a drag queen and then go live with her and like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know. But that's like the opening 
sort of sequence of the film. Hmm. It's wild. It's just like, it's like Romy and Michelle. It's, it's written by the same woman. It's funny. It's totally like edgy. Again, this is 2005. It's crazy. Um, That's what Catherine Heigl was doing right before she got Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes. It's, it's funny. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good jokes in it. It's really, again, like it's, it's way more controversial than most of the stuff that was happening or being talked about or being joked about, especially on television at the time. I don't know. There's something about it that like, obviously like the, it was low budget. And so the, everything around it looks kind of cheap, but the writing in it is genuinely really funny. Well, I mean, definitely for the movie, and it sounds like what you're describing this is. I mean, is it not? It, it was bimbo core before bimbo core was mm-hmm. a thing. Because that's a concept yeah. now that we have this that, you know, women don't have to sacrifice their femininity or their softness or their, their aesthetic to be taken seriously. Because that was yes. the way of the world, right? You can either be a girl or you can be taken seriously you don't get both but that's a that's a trend now that we talk about that you know women are actively like i can i can have feminine hyper feminine clothing and do Mm -hmm. my nails and my makeup and i can be taken seriously and i can be powerful and i can be smart i can be whatever i want that i don't have to choose but this is kind of ahead of its time in that sense, and that that is, you know, that's very much a thing now. I don't think we were having those conversations back in 1997. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that's what's so interesting about it is that it really it's taught it's so I don't know I um and a movie like that because it is written by a woman about women and and really I think especially to I mean I don't know who the director is I know it was a guy. But, like, to have that kind of very strong female voice in, in the fiber of the whole movie and, like, to let that show through, to mm-hmm. not let it be blunted by the whole... Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about that era of movies and the way women were presented, like, I, it is shocking that they get to be humans like they are, even being... so. I mean, because they are. They're just, like, objectively pretty people. Like there aren't gratuitous scenes of wind blowing in their hair and their, you know, and their low cut dresses and all that, like all that stuff that you would expect out of a movie of the time. It doesn't do that. I mean, it should have. I feel like this movie should have been a bigger deal, but because it was women, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe it will have its 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 moment. It's it's all over TikTok, right? Maybe (laughs) come back. (laughs) Because I do like. I mean. It's funny to this the whole setup of the movie, which is very self aware. But like, so you you live with your best friend in a really nice apartment in a super fun city, and you wear beautiful clothes and you go out dancing every night, and you have constant emotional support from somebody that you that has known you your entire life. That is your life. Who cares what your careers mm-hmm. are? That's your life. Does that sound like a bad thing? No, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the premise of the movie is women can actually do different things than, you know, what I be a, just mm-hmm. a wife and mom or sacrifice everything and be career woman. Like, here's a whole other way of being. And it's fine. That's great. Yeah. It is very ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really think it is. And I I had a lot more fun rewatching it. At first, I was like, I'm going to subject Justin to this. 
like this <laughs> weird you know like in my mind it, it was like so this, weird <laughs> this weird it's girly really movie weird. it is weird like the like, jokes are weird it's i don't weird. have a better word for describing it i i really have been sitting here thinking like i gotta dig deeper it's just a weird movie and it's especially weird considering when it was made because i feel like if you made it now it wouldn't be considered as mm-hmm. it would still be like oh it's kind of a funky movie but it's like weird for the time it was made yeah no it's 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 very strange um but i don't know i think it i think it holds up in a weird way like i do think people should watch it now it's it's not one too that you know we often have to like sort of couch any movies from like the 90s and like but there is some stuff that you know like eh, this wasn't great and be aware that this isn't and i don't really feel like you have to do that i mean i don't know when they do talk about like i don't really like when they you know i'm not into women kind of when they make the joke about like ask me again when i'm 30 and all that i don't know if there's like a little bit of like because she's kind of grossed out by the idea i don't know if you could throw like well it's a little homophobic or if it's them just kind of joke, I don't know. Like that's the closest it came to being insulting. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I I took that more as a bit of again, like a wink and a nod to like, no, these two women are they're, they're each other's person, mm-hmm. and that that they are both aware of that. Because even yeah. how Lisa Kudrow is like, we could try having sex together. Like, she's just like, oh, what, what if that? Okay, yeah, sure. I'll ask you again later. No problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> a, if there's, if there's a, a prequel, then I want the sequel where they're just two happy lesbians that run, yeah. a, run a fashion store together. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it with, ends, which is or, the best or, part. Yeah, or like a weird thruple with, with billionaire Alan Cummings yeah. just floats in every now and then and, and finances their escapades and disappears. Like, yeah. fine. No problems. Love it. <laughs> Are you seeing, by the way, his outfits on the new season of Traders? No. No. Have you seen the show Traders? I have not. No. I don't. Oh, okay. I know reality TV is not always your all's thing, but um, Traders is a bunch of reality TV stars from other shows that they gather in a Scottish castle that we are supposed to believe. I mean, it may be, maybe it is Alan Cummings. I mean, like it might be his personal castle. Either way, the idea is that he owns this castle. Uh, one, two, three of them, some number of them will be assigned as traitors who get to murder the others. And then everyone else has to try to figure out who it is before they're all murdered. That's oh my amazing. God, I got to watch that. And he is the host. And that he is a very involved host. He's constantly there. He's constantly making little like, like snide, like comments about them and little jokes. And like, he is always dressed gorgeously. Um, I mean, just beautifully, just like sitting there while they're going through these arduous tasks, like swimming around the lock and stuff, just like drinking something that looks delicious in an armchair out in the Scottish countryside, dressed beautifully, just like, ha ha ha. Like, it's great. I love that for him. <laughs> it's great. I would highly recommend I it. I gotta watch it. How have just, I never heard of this? Just like look up a picture of him from this show and you'll want to watch it. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. It. This is I, I love day. him so much. I watch it just for him. But yeah, there was a whole first season of it and now they're they're into the second season, so... And there are a bunch of reality TV show people. I don't know most of them. Some of them I know, like the Survivor ones I know. There's some Big Brother ones you probably know. Oh, Suri is from Survivor and Big Brother. 
Mm-hmm. Cody's from Big Brother. I don't know the rest of these people. Oh, Rachel's yeah. from Big Brother. A bunch of shows that I didn't really know about. Wow. Well, I, tr- I trust him. I, I don't... I, I feel like everything he's done with his career, I would trust a show. <laughs> Easily, you know? <laughs> well, and he owns this one. It very much is like, you get the idea that, like, he made this stuff up. I mean, he probably didn't, right? But, like, he kind of, like, these are my traps. These are my tests. These are my... <laughs> I came up with all this. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, thank thank you all for watching Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Of course. It was a fun time. Yeah, no, I I did not, I don't think I appreciated this movie enough until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel the same way. I uh, And I think uh, I meant to, I was trying to find the soundtrack last night and I couldn't. I was gonna say, what a good soundtrack! Just the, mo- yeah. the the song that it opens on, like no doubts, I'm just a girl. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, where are we going? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a really it's really good, and I mean better better than a lot of the movies um, in terms of like the kind of humor and the way that they, especially the way they talk about and show women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really impressive, especially for that time. Yeah. All right, Tay, what's next? Yeah. Well, uh, I know this is not, I mean, I, I guess it is our generation because it's so ubiquitous, but uh, it's a more recent thing that's existed. Um, on the on the heels here of Romeo and Michelle, I thought we should talk about the Barbie movie finally. Yes. Absolutely. I'm so excited. About, about time yeah. we do. Yeah, you know, it came out. We were, we were respecting the, uh, the, the, the... The strike. The strike, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Yeah, I think I think that's the perfect follow up to this conversation we started today. <laughs> no, I think so. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'll I'll watch it again. Yeah, I'm very excited. I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch it since seeing it in the theaters. So same. Yeah, same. You know, it's a snow day. I think that's a good way to spend it. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I don't remember where we saw Romeo and Michelle. I remember, I, I had to rent it. Yeah, I, I rented say, it. I think I rented Prime. it. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. On any of our free streaming. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I rented it. Or you could just keep watching TikTok long enough and you'll probably <laughs> see all show you the, the whole thing. That's true. There's you an account somewhere that has the whole thing on it, I'm sure. <laughs> I am certain. Um, well, thank you all. Uh, listeners, uh, thank you for joining us. You should go to MaximumFun.org and check out a lot of great podcasts that you would enjoy. Um, you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org and thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby Change Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. Couldn't find the soundtrack on Apple Music. Oh, that's the, that's why you're looking on Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, there's an answer in your question. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. 
Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.